Sorry to disappoint you. So what was your expectation? Nah, I'm just an everyday dude. Oh, you expected perfection? This is what Christianity is supposed to be like. I make mistakes. Like, lots of mistakes. I'm just trying to do the best that I can do. I guess I'm just imperfectly human. Welcome to another episode of the Imperfectly Human Podcast. We are your hosts, Mr. Daly and Dr. Terrence Johnson. Here we go. So, like I was saying before, oh, wait, 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 wait. Shout out to everyone that's listening on Spotify, watching on YouTube, listening on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, um, TuneIn, SoundCloud, whatever platform you were listening on, we appreciate you. We love the support. Keep supporting us. We're trying to grow. We're trying to hit those numbers so that we can take over the top spot on feed spots, top Chris, top 90 Christian podcasts. We're at number 32. We're trying to mm-hmm. rise to the top. We want that number one spot. So keep pushing. And I think um, I think Joel Osteen is at number one. So Joel, we coming. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Joe, that's right. <laughs> so uh, yeah, but um, like I was saying before we before we started the episode. So the last episode of the Daily Perspective podcast, I was talking about. Um, I called it "Bye Bye Orange Baby." I did it dropped the day after the inauguration, mm-hmm. and um, even though the title seemed to talk more about uh, like "Ooh, Good Riddance to Trump." Um, my biggest thing was it was it was more around the Christian reception to Trump because there were so many Christians that were pro-Trump and I found it so confusing because for me the Bible says by their fruits you shall know them and these people were saying, oh, Trump is a man of God. And, and I'm like, but he's fruits. I'm like, are we, are we looking at the same tree here? Because the, the fruits on that tree for me look kind of spoiled. Yeah. So that was what the episode was really talking to. The, let's go through what Trump, because I said, maybe I'm being unfair. Maybe, maybe I've got the wrong, wrong picture. Maybe I've got the wrong perspective on this. So we, I, you know, I found a few. I found an article that talked about his accomplishments and his failures, and I was like, okay, he tried to do something with prison, social, ju- um, prison reform, and uh, or the justice system reform, but most of the things that he did were to benefit himself. Even he did a tax reform. Well, who's that going to benefit when he's out of office? Trump. His corporation is going to pay far less tax. He, you know, I was like, he abused office for his own benefit. And then you look at his failures and I was like, the list just goes on. So I was like, okay, so Christians, please tell me, where are these fruits of godliness that I seem to be missing? Because you, y'all are seeing something that I'm not seeing. So that's what the episode was about for me. It was more about talking yeah. to, I'm not just bashing because I don't like the guy. I'm I'm talking, I was talking about the fruits. Here is the evidence of what he did. 
Now tell me if that marries up with what God expects from us as Christians. Because if that's what God expects from us, hey, I just scored myself the biggest past in, into heaven. I'm talking, they rolling out the red carpet because I ain't done half the stuff that he's done. Yeah. And yeah. and if, but the fact is, no one can ever say that they, they've got themselves a first class ticket into heaven or anything like that, or they're getting the red carpet. So don't take me seriously when you, when you hear that. That's just a joke. But, yeah. you know, the reality of it is, it says that by your by their fruits you shall know them, and when I look at the fruits of that of the four years in office, there was barely anything edible from that tree, uh-huh. and that's a really sad thing. For me, it was just like, wow, we've gone all the way back, all the civil rights work undone everything undone um just the welfare system undone it's just this massive divide in for for average americans and the top well i don't know what it is top five percent top ten percent or whatever Mm -hmm. and the Mm -hmm. divide get the the wealth gap has just grown and unfortunately who are the ones that tend to be in the more in the lower economic brackets it's never white folk so what we you know if your policies are so biased against the people in the lower groups who were made up by a certain demographic what does that say about the state of your heart and how you see how you look towards those people, even if the people in the lower groups were the same as you, what does that say about the state of your heart if you widen the gap between them and yourselves? That's and we got that in the church because we talked about that. We talked about yeah. that. The, the same wealth gaps exist in the church, and the church is the last place where we should have wealth gaps. Yeah. So I'm a I'm a kind of tie what you say into like the topic today and then yeah 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 because I'm 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 going going off (laughs) (laughs) well so I can frame it like this um and like I said because I I I don't don't like talking talking about Trump too (laughs) because I because I I just don't want to give him more more uh more time and more energy. Uh, but for me, it's so the, the the topic we're gonna talk about today is failure to lunch. Yeah. So when you think about platforms or you starting a movement, you usually try and center it around a common goal or a central like piece of what you want people's focus to go towards. So his main focus was the wall, which was built, well, not built, in theory was going to be built to control immigration uh, as far as it being like illegal immigrants and all that kind of stuff. So it's really in a tactic to exclude more people. Yeah. But 
that was the one thing that never launched. Like it's still not complete, and it's not gonna get completed. So, in that sense, it's kind of like a failure of his administration because that's the one thing that he said he was gonna do. Yeah, that didn't get done. Yeah, for real. Uh, so, so some of it is. <clears throat> It's kind of like a, a bait and switch. It's like, what what can I say? Or what can I do to get people on my side and then switch to what I really want? Because that's not necessarily what he really wanted. It's people that wanted that because they were afraid of the people that were coming in yeah. and taking jobs. Uh, and so some things are not allowed to happen because they really weren't the main issue anyway. And that's why they failed because they were supposed to, because they didn't have a solid foundation yeah. to stand on. It, like I said, if, if you are a country of immigrants, then why are you trying to stop more immigrants from coming? For real. That don't make sense. So, so that's, kind of, that's kind of the, the angle that I have for that. But what I wanted to kind of go into oh well before i go into the next part i want to say this because i don't know if we'll get once we get rolling into the conversation i don't know if i'll swing back to it so i, I want to say it now so um i said i do want to take a little time just to acknowledge I, like i said my pastor oh for real for real yeah 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 my pastor uh reverend ernest slaughter senior he passed this i don't know when this uh, well i know when this is air but by the time it airs, he probably would have his funeral by that time. But uh, he died this past Saturday of COVID-19. So please keep uh, the New Cannon Creek Missionary Baptist Church family in your prayers and our first lady. Uh, it is in a shocker for us. Um, and so it's just a process for everybody. Uh, but I know his his kids especially uh, definitely keep them in your prayers because they'll need it. I know uh, I'm close with pretty much all of them. I haven't reached out to them yet. I know sometime soon I will talk to pretty much all of them and check in with them. But uh, just definitely keep keep them in your prayers. Yeah. Um, but what I wanted to do also, and I wanted to mention him last week because he was part of some of the responsibility that I ran from. <laughs> <laughs> so but I wanted to kind of kick kick out kick off that part and circle back around because uh Pat Slaughter was the first person who really well, I, I grew up with him. Like when we moved from Louisiana to Mississippi, he was the first uh well he I we had another pastor before then that passed, right before him. But for my childhood, he was my he was my pastor. Um, and so he watched me grow up and he was the one that was chasing me down to become a deacon. I didn't want to become a deacon. I was like, I'm in school. Like, Pastor, I ain't married. Pastor, this, Pastor, you know, Pastor, he was like, T, I need you to be, I, I need you. And so yeah. I just stopped running and he chased me for a good about two, three years. Wow. Until, until I was like, okay, cool. And that was like the best decision I could have made because it taught me so much. Now, I can't say it was the easiest thing I did. It wasn't. But it taught me so much about service 
um, and being a servant leader um, and being able to be humble. And even if you, you know, in other parts of your life, you looked at as a leader, but then you can come up under somebody else's leadership and serve them. Um, it really humbles you and, and puts you in a different spot. So, you know, I, I definitely, you know, appreciated that. And I definitely wanted to, to say that yeah, yeah. before we got too far into it, because I know once we get rolling, I might not remember to do it, but I did want to say that. And uh, yeah, no, for real. We need to, yeah, yeah, I was going to say, we need to honor, honor the people that, you know, deserve honor. And, you know, um, as a man of God that served and um, gave his life to the service of others. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, we just want to give it, give, give him honor, and and just thank God for his life and keep his family in lifted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. No, shout out to you for the yeah. Shout out to, shout yeah. out to, to the whole family and to the whole church. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like yeah, I, I wanted to just say that I, I didn't want to bring it down later on. So nah, like, nah. So of, you know. one, so one thing culturally, what we in um in Nigerian culture, um, when someone passes, we don't, we don't. Um, obviously, people are sad, mm-hmm. but we celebrate because we celebrate that they have gone now. Um, traditionally, we would have been celebrating that they've gone to meet with our mm-hmm. ancestors, and they are in a. But yeah, we are also celebrating the fact that they have gone to meet with God. They have, they, they, they've gone home. Yeah, they are not suffering. Right, they are out. Of, they are out of this life of suffering into eternal rest. And you know we sell it, We don't. We don't look back on their lives with sadness. We look. We, right. we look back on their lives with joy. We remember the great times, the great memories, and and that's why I always say it's not about when we think about legacy. We don't think about. Um, we shouldn't think about money or assets because those things will pass away. Mm-hmm. Your legacy that will live on is what you've done for people. It's how you will be remembered. It's the conversations that you've had. It's the inspiration that you were to people. It's the kind words that you left with someone with. It's the last conversations that people had with you. That is your legacy. So if you focus on building a legacy around love, joy, grace, peace, mercy, compassion, kind words, your legacy will live on. No, no, that's that's good. And what I wanted to kind of frame it, and the the reason I mentioned it, because I wanted to frame it this way. So with the topic failure to launch, I believe sometimes what hinders us from taking that next step because we have too many people around us that make us feel comfortable in where we are and we don't realize how much we like rely on them or look to them or kind of seek their guidance until they're gone 
And then once they're gone, then we have to start to then take some of those lessons and then start to really apply them. And so that's one thing. And we were talking about a little earlier before we got on. I was like, even though the initial shock of it was like, oh, man, he gone. It was like, oh, man, like tomorrow might not be promised. So all these things that are in various stages of being in, in the work, I need to start being a lot more serious and, and more focused on those things because tomorrow not promised. And so we have a lot less time than what we think we do. Yeah. And I think because we're just looking at like, oh, well, you know, I got time or, or such and such, you know, they always going to be around so I can rely on them or whatever like that. We can't really rely on that. And I think that's one of the things that hinders us from going forward is because we always feel like either one, we have more time or two, we always going to have those people around that we feel like that's our touchstone and our rocks, like the people that's going to hold us down. They might not be around and those things that they did for us may not continue all throughout our life. So we have to, as we in relationships with people, learn to implement those things that they teach us. So even if they're not around, then we can still have the knowledge that they gave us. Instead of like, oh, I need them here in order to do it. It's like, no, they spent their life giving you the tools and the knowledge. Now it's time for you to apply it. Yeah. No, that's that's good. That's good because... You know, I think when I started to think about uh, failure to launch, I it was very much an inward-looking thing. Well, yep. what what am I doing? You know, why I'm, what am I doing that's stopping me from launching? Um, and or what am I not doing? Should I say that stops stopping me from launching? Whereas you've just kind of flipped it on his head and it's what are you doing? And that's the whole holding on to um, holding on to your crutch of, of whether yeah. it's, you know, whether that, that, that individual is your crutch or whether it's mm-hmm. um, a teaching that you've had or a, a mentor that you've had, whoever, mm-hmm. whatever it may be, yep. not letting go of that thing that, that's keeping you propped up. Um, and actually, in order to stand on your own two feet, you need to let go of those things that you've become dependent on so that your your legs can gain the strength that they they require to. And that's part of that's what they do when um, you're rehabilitating after an injury or after a broken leg or whatever. You, you have to let go of the crutch at, at some point and start walking. And um, when you start, it's going to be, you're going to be wobbly. You're going to struggle. You're going to feel like you're going to fall. But the more you walk, suddenly the more strength returns to your legs. The more the muscles remember what it means to, to, to bear that weight and they react accordingly. Now, it may not be instantaneous, but slowly the muscle memory returns and it's, it's, and I think that's, that's what it's, that's what it's like for us 
when we take that step to actually step out of the gates and launch, it's going to be frightening right at the beginning. And we're going to think we can't do this. We can't launch. I can't do this. I can't achieve that goal. I can't get to that destination. That looks so far away. That looks impossible. It looks too big. I can't conquer that mountain. I'm... Mm -hmm. That's a giant and I'm not. How do I defeat a giant? And God is just saying, listen, just step out. Open the door and walk. Mm-hmm. And then I'll take care of the rest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, like when you were talking, the visual I got, you know, when you see a baby deer after they born and they kind of wobble and all that kind of yeah stuff. yeah yeah they need to be right next to they they mom and like, like please help me to stand right here. Yeah. Please, please my leg i don't know what these are that i'm standing on but they're not working right yet so yeah. please help me now uh, and then after a while when they get the confidence to stand and it is just kind of like what what kids do if it's just like they at the beginning it's they're so much more dependent on their parents for everything but as they grow up they start to venture out and do things on their own and become more independent and that that should be the goal and that's that's what all of us you know all of us have people around us that we feel like they're our like touchstone of that our rock or whatever like that but they are leading us or imparting us with wisdom up to a certain point it's kind of like with the uh well, like the what the, the baby eagles or whatever, like after a while, you know, once the, the little eaglets get to a point where they can fly, the eagle gotta kind of yeah. push them push out them out the nest. nest. Yeah, because if not, then they're like, Well, mama, you I mean, you bringing me food, it's comfortable in here, I'm safe. So, you know, I'm cool, like just come yeah. feed me and I'm just gonna chill in here. And and like, no, I gotta I gotta push you to fly. Because if you stay in here, you won't grow to your full potential. Right. And that's the thing. That's one of the things I think we fear. Uh, and it goes with that poem, too, and I can't think of the name of it, but everybody knows it's kind of like, you know, you're not really afraid of failing. You're afraid of succeeding. You're afraid of seeing yourself as the best version of yourself. Right. And And we try and sabotage that because then we have to be responsible for that version of ourselves. If we don't launch, then we can always complain about what we didn't do or what didn't yeah. work. And we can kind of stay there. And then we get an audience with it like, oh, yeah, man. Man, you know what? You went through a lot, man. Just for you to be this place, like, you just doing good and you don't have them people. They're like, okay, I hear what you're saying, but but you, you still got to get over here. Like, you can't stop right here where you at. And that's what you need because in order for you to have a, 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 I'm not going to say a high level of success, in order for you to be, okay, I'll say it this way. In order for you to be what you see, you have to have people around you that can see as far as you do. Right. But right. if you got people around you that surface level sight people too, they're not going to be able to see what you see. And then uh-huh. you're gonna start you're gonna start seeing what they see. And you're gonna start pulling your vision back. Yeah. Cause you're like, I see this, like 
I, I just see like about 10 feet. Like you can do that right there, like, but I'm two miles down the road. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say you hit them with some bars right there. Those were those, <laughs> those are some bars. <laughs> <laughs> the BNC said, you know, I was, I was rhyming, I was rhyming, they came together in my head like that. <laughs> uh, um but yeah, I was gonna say it's it's funny. But that's what people that people that fail to launch surround themselves with other people that fail to launch. Yeah. So they can fail to launch together and yep. comfort each other in their failure yep. to launch. Yeah. And when I say comfort, I don't say that in a good way. Right. I say that in a way that they hold each other down because they allow each other to be comfortable in their failure. And the reason it's, and this is the thing, I want to make a clear distinction here. For me, failure is not falling down. Failure is falling down and refusing to get up. You are not a failure if you fall down as long as you keep getting up. As soon as you quit, as soon as you throw in the towel, as soon as you say, no, I'm done. I'm done on these streets. I'm out of here. This is me. I'm just going to go and find a safe place and stay there forever. Then you failed. Now, what does that mean? It means that I could be I could have the most potential and I could have a dream. But rather than as soon, you know, I start trying to pursue that dream. And as soon as it gets difficult, I give up and I go back to a nine to five or I give up and I go and do something else that is easier and is within my comfort zone. And I don't try. That is failure. So there are people out here earning ridiculous amounts of money with lots of worldly success, as we know it, but they are failures because they have given up on what they truly want to be. They've given up on what they truly desire. They have given up on their dreams. They have failed to launch those dreams and settled for something that is comfortable. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm going to read the definitions um, for failure and launch. And I, like I said, for both of them, I didn't choose, I didn't list all of them. I kind of picked the one that I felt like was going to apply to what we talked yeah. about. So failure, uh, an act or instance of failing or proving unsuccessful uh, lack of success. And then two, non-performance of something due, required or expected. Launch, I had to start a new venture or promote a new product, to start a person on a course, career, etc., or to burst out or plunge boldly or directly into action, speech, etc. So just like what you were talking about, what if you know, failure has more to do with you not doing something required of you 
versus you doing something that you didn't get the expected outcome. So if I know my purpose and I don't do what's required of that, then I'm failing to do that. Yeah, I'm not a failure, but I failed because the thing that was meant for me to do, I chose not to do. Yeah. And just like with the launch, it's like you don't put into action the things that you were purposed to do. So it's, it's certain things that we can do and it's certain things we purpose to do. Yeah. And like I said, and we both been talking about that a lot in different episodes, like things we did to make money, things that we like to do or we was involved in and it was a passion for us for a while, but it wasn't necessarily what we were purposed to do. And that's the dividing line. It's, okay, what is God really calling you to do? And if you're not doing that, then you are failing. Mm-hmm. That's failure. Because he, I'm going to say this, then I'm going to go farther into it in the next part. <laughs> so I'm yeah. pace myself because I want to go because I've been holding. But, but so God created us for a certain reason and, and a specific um, cause. And when we, when we know that, we get to understand that and then we choose to go away from that, then we're dishonoring the things that God has put in us. Right. Because it basically it's basically us telling God that we know better than he does when he right. created us. Right. Yeah. No, no, I get it. I like it. I know what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying not to go. I'm trying not to go. I mean, hold it. When I go, it's going to start connecting me dots. I, I, I know. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> I know where you're going. I know where you're going. It's I'm, trying to, I'm trying to be good on, in the first part. We got two more segments, so I'm trying to, I'm trying to be good and adhere to the to the parameters of the 30, 30, 30 second, 30 minute block. So, okay. No, that's cool. So, um, but for me, just thinking about, so just thinking about um, my personal experience. Yeah. Um, I had, I've done the Christian label. Mm-hmm. I've done the Christian rap thing. Um, now they were not. I would not deem them in the common sense a success in that in that light. In the um, in the fact that they were not well. My intention was never commercial. Um, maybe that was a maybe that was a failing on my part, but uh, <laughs> my intention was never commercial. So, in in the eyes of an outsider looking in, they weren't successes, but in my eyes, they were because I had a dream at sixteen. I was DJing. I was playing Christian music, but from the age of nine or whatever, I had always felt that there was a musical talent or there was a talent in me to say something to people. And we're, we're going to get, we're gonna, I'm going to connect some dots. I'm going to connect but some I know, dots. I know you go. I know you go. 
you know, so my first step in my journey to launch mm-hmm. was my confidence to perform in front of people. And that came by DJing in my room mm-hmm. to DJing at church events to DJing at a Christian club night on a rate as a, as one of the resident DJs and doing that till it got me to a point where I was like, now I'm ready to say what God has put inside me to say. Then came the music and I went from playing music to producing and writing music. Then I went on to performing that music and suddenly I'm launching from a place of having something to say, but not really having the confidence to having the confidence to having the confidence and an outlet for what I want, wanted to say to finally saying it to the world via a label and then creating a platform for other people to say what they believe God and put in them to say. Mm-hmm. Okay, hold on. I'm gonna stop you right there. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring, I'm gonna connect the dot for you of how you repeating what you just said. So, so you saying in that phase of your life, you were, you were doing it at first. Then you created a platform so other people could do it. Yeah. Okay. So now you're doing the same thing with the Data Perspective Network. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to bring I didn't want I didn't want yeah. to bring it to that, that, you, I, I knew yeah, I know, yeah, uh, now, I now the fun, the funny thing is and this is what I was gonna say. So I thought with my music career, I thought that that was the only way that I was gonna say what God had put me in, in me to say. But when I realized that three minutes was not enough time for me to say what I needed to say to people. Mm-hmm. I suddenly realized that, hey, I can't squeeze everything that God has put in me to say into one album because it means that I'm not really touching what I believe God has called me to say. This was just an avenue God wanted to use to show me what was possible. Now he wants, he's given me the confidence that I have put something in you to speak. Now go forth and speak. Then came my, my failure period where I was afraid to launch. I didn't want to launch because even though I'd done the whole being on stage, I'd been on stage in front of over 5,000, 6,000 people. Uh But when it came to putting my authentic self out, because when you're a rapper, you got a stage name. Oh, who's that? Oh, that's just not Taff. Oh, you, you, he, he's a rapper. He does. It's a persona. Yeah. When it comes to this, this is Mr. Daily. This is David. This is exposed. This is, this is me. I have to give you my authentic self. So suddenly 
I get back to this stage of, whoa, 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 wait a minute, wait a second, God, I've never done this bit before. And the fear kicks in. And the fear ruled me for over 10 years. But at some point, we come to that crossroad and we come to, once we've circled back, like we said, once we've circled back about five, six times, because I literally circled back every every year for 10 years. Mm-hmm. At the end of every year, I gave myself the challenge that I was, I'm, I'm going to launch my podcast. I'm going to launch my podcast. I did that from the age of 30 to the age of 40. And I, I finally launched at the mm-hmm. age of 40. Mm-hmm. God will bring you back to that same point. But at some point, that that rerouting can stop. Yep. That's the bit that people fail to realize. At some point, that rerouting back can stop. And once, once you miss that opportunity, it's gone. Yep. So... When, you know, I, I, everyone experiences a failure to launch at some point. Uh-huh. It's what you do to get past that failure. It's what you do to break out of that confinement of being afraid to push the button. It's being, uh-huh. being afraid to take the risk and I'm not going to sit here in front and tell people, oh, yeah, 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 we launched and we're doing numbers and nah, we, we're, doing, we're doing okay. I'm, I'm grateful and I thank God yeah. that we, we've yeah. got listeners. We mm-hmm. do have listeners. We've got people that like what we talk about and they're encouraged by what we're talking about. And mm-hmm. God will not give you a purpose to do something if he hasn't created the audience for your purpose. So we just have to be faithful that he will continue to bring the people that he has created this for. Uh But our job was just to step out and do what he created us to do and stop hiding in fear behind um, or hiding behind our fears and stopping what he had planned for us. Uh All right. So, I'm gonna say this now. I know we're probably close to. Yeah, we. Yeah, yeah. You say yeah. this. You say this. Yeah. We take. We take a break. Right, okay. All right. So, so just like with what you just got finished talking about, I had wanted to do a podcast a while ago, and then I wanted to do a solo podcast for a long time, and then you know we had that conversation. You like, I want to do a podcast. You like, but I'm looking for a co-host. You know, for the first episode, and. I'm gonna tell you, like it was, it was like you said it, and then Lord, like say yes, like say you want to do it, and I was like, but Lord, you know I'm gonna do my podcast, and if I say yes, to be like when I was starting on mine, and he's like, say yes, just say it, and I'm like, it's like when I tell you, I'm like, hey, babe, you looking for a co-host? Hey, I I served the co-host on the first episode. I was literally going like internally, I'm like, man. If I if I say yes, then maybe I go into mine. But it was what I needed to do because yeah. this was like the bridge to teach me what I needed to know and get me comfortable. 
talking about the stuff that I like to talk about outside of what we do with our progress. But then too, like, well, what do I want to say outside of what me and you talk about outside of what I say on our yeah. progress? So like, what's the, what's that little piece that I feel like just for me, but that's so part of my lunch was to help launch you yeah, and what you were doing. Yeah. And that's why sometimes a yes to somebody else will turn into a yes for what you want to do if you're obedient to what God leads you to say. So yeah. I didn't want to say that. No, that's dope. That's dope. So uh, we will, we're just going to take a quick break. We will catch you on the other side of the break and come uh, come back with, um, as we do with some questions um, that we, well, questions we post to each other about on, on this topic. Yeah. And somebody, and Terrence will take his turn to answer. I'll take my turn to answer. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll give you some insight. We'll see you on the other side. All right. So regular, getting so deep, the beats in my cellular. Cellular mechanic, the boys about to panic. I'm an addict for the river, my spinning and so subliminal. Hit them with a lyrical, giving them many syllables. I'm in parables, your boys not comparable. Or maybe not compatible. I'm just an animal. Call me a cannibal, or you can call me Hannibal. I'm not the general Christ, so instrumental. I'm just a puppet, he is Geppetto. We connect like Lego, building up the blocks. Yeah, they act crazy on the block, puppet shots. Streets still hot. It's still lost to me bringing truth on the beat. That's a must. Been in the game long. I always been strong. Maybe not physically, but always been spiritually. I got so much energy, my crew's always telling me. Tap, turn the volume down. It's too loud. But I'm too proud trying to amp up the crowd. Put them in submission on their knees, make them shout. Christ is alive, you can see it in my eyes. Christ, I've been loose, so I ain't gon' lie. Opposite to you, where your truth is a lie. Shit me on the beat like Jimmy Crack Horn. Grab your BS, take it down. By the horse, she's got rough. Could you survive the storm? Could you transform into life's form? I am not from here, I am abnormal. Perfectly peculiar, I don't fit in. But my bloodline's superior, I'm born to win. My frame is my frailty, it's prone to sin. But I'm like adamantium, I don't give in. No, I won't bend, I don't pretend. I don't be for wax, I'm an big friend. Put the paper to the pen, let the game begin. Put my outside in, so my inside's out. Now there's no confusion, you See what I'm about. Clearly depicted and written in the scriptures. The scripture for sickness that clearly will kill us. His blood is the purest, and that's where I'm going. Drink living water from the springs of life. You can quench your thirst, but it's not with Sprite. You done searched everywhere, but you ain't found light. You're like the undead, you walk but no light. Zombie. <laughs> yeah. I'm a regular. Myself. Or maybe, should I say, reintroduce myself. It's me, no aka Young Teasy, aka Ed Tizzle. 
welcome back to the Imperfectly Human podcast. And before we went on break, we were talking to you about this week's topic, failure to launch, giving you um, some background, giving you some context, uh, talking about some of our experiences. And right now we're going to jump into some questions um, specific Mm -hmm. to the topic and uh, really trying to get into why we fail to launch. So Mm -hmm. first question, um, if we knew who God created us to be, would it be easier for us to launch into what he has for us to do? Okay, so I'm going to bring this, I'm going to answer this question with the scripture. Um, And it stuck out to me and it gave me a whole different perspective. And I've heard it before, but it really framed it. So. The scripture is Ephesians second chapter, second chapter, second chapter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an angel, so uh, so I'm reading from the Amplified version. So it says, "For we are His workmanship, His own masterwork, a work of art, created in Christ Jesus, reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed, ready to be used for good works, which God prepared for us beforehand, taking paths which He set." So that we will walk in them, living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us. So in our society today, we're so um, externally driven, where it's all about, well, who's doing what and what they look like and how I can be more like them and who did this and I want to be more like them and oh they got this platform and I want to do this and emulate what people do and we devalue ourselves and we feel like we don't have any work but just reading this scripture is God created us to be works of art uh, and we were crafted in a certain way that if God spent so much time crafting us and in placing what we needed in us before we were born, then why do we why do we seem like we're not good in comparison to other people? Yeah. And if we really knew what God really placed in us, we would never have to compete with anybody because it's no competition with anybody else because we were made for a specific thing just like the other person was made for a specific thing yeah that's ways that we can collaborate and we can enhance the things that god put in us but it shouldn't be from a standpoint of and like manipulation and jealousy and envy and all this other type of stuff that we do because we're always focused on, well, they do that better than me, or man, I wish I had that, or whatever, like that. And you're not even, you haven't even scratched the surface of the stuff that you really can do. Yeah. And instead of investing on refining it, and I said that word for a reason, instead of saying like improving, it's refining. Improvement means it was broken or needed to be fixed but if you're refining it you're just trying to make it shine because you're taking brass you're taking anything you're refining it yeah 
you're making it so it can shine and be brilliant like it like it's supposed to be. Yeah. And that's what we don't do. Um, and that's why it's harder for us to launch because we feel like somebody is more qualified than us to do what God called us to do. Or they don't, I don't look like what people think I should look like to do that. Or my voice is different or how I talk is different and uh, you know all this stuff about me or I'm real unique and I'm real kind of uh you know just kind of unorthodox and people don't they ain't better take me like that so you know I'm just gonna stay to the side and do my own thing over here but it's because he put these unique things in us that means that we have even more right to go forward into that because God didn't waste time on creating us. So we shouldn't waste time trying to be somebody that he didn't create us to be. Right. So while she was reading it, I we we tackling the text today. So <laughs> well, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. So, you know I'm all about that. Yeah, so I'm 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 gonna look at exactly the same scripture. Uh-huh. But I got a different, I got, so a slightly different angle to, okay. to what you got. Um, and this mm-hmm. came to me while you was reading it, because I was reading it, and I was like, oh, damn. Um, but yeah. from what I took from it was, wait a minute, he, he's created us, as you say, um, we are, one, we are a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Meaning, there is no failure in us. Mm-hmm. So there is already, by definition, no room for failure in us. Failure yes, should is. be outside of our vocabulary. Mm-hmm. Um, then, obviously, the Bible says that we are born into sin. Right. But the but but this scripture says that we are reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed, and ready to be used. Meaning God has re has taken us back to His original in, intent and His original position of perfection. Meaning yet again, there is no failure in us, and we are ready to be used. For what? The good works, which he prepared for us beforehand, meaning when we step into our purpose, guess what? There is no failure in our purpose because he already predestined and pre-planned and pre-purposed it. So yet again, there is no room for failure. There is failure that should not exist in the vocabulary of our purpose. Mm hmm. That's what came to me as I saw that. I was like, yeah, if we understood who God created us to be and we mm-hmm. we looked and really dissected and ingested, meditated on that scripture, especially this amplified version, yeah, it lays it out and tells us, listen, you can't fail because you are a perfect work created for a specific purpose, which has already been prearranged. Meaning, mm-hmm. I've already given you the game plan. You know the end result because I've sorted it out. All you have to do is just use my playbook. And I'm going to give you the playbook right now. Mm-hmm. 
Now you talking good. I just want you to know you talking good. You talking good now. Hey, hey, you, you. (laughs) I, I did not see that coming. I didn't. So listen, you sent me this scripture. We, I've read the scripture. Yeah, I read it. I was like, oh, oh, Terry. Okay, I don't, I don't know where Terrence is going with this one, but okay, I'm over. Yeah, I'm yeah, over there. Yeah. I'm over there. Yeah, yeah. And this is and this is why I love the fact that we pray and we ask God to speak through us when we yeah, do this yeah, podcast. Yeah. Because yeah, 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 I'm telling you right now, that revelation was not there on the weekend. Yeah, that literally came as you were speaking, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh. Oh, I'm seeing this with new eyes. Yeah, yeah. And that, that's that, that's what I love about this. That's what I love. Yeah, about this. I'm yeah. It. yeah. And like I said, and like I said, the amplified version it gave me a different take because it had you know you had the regular word that you know yeah. from like King James, but it's those like you know parentheses and bracketed kind of yeah. extra words and puts in that it kind of gives you a little more context. You're like, oh man, like. That's what that means. But the fit, like when you say that, like fed should be on the outside. That that's a whole that's a whole point in itself. Like I said, yeah. you ain't heard that when you were saying it, but I wrote it down because it's if you if you can grasp that concept, failure is something you internalize. It's not something that you born with. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to ingest that. And bring that into you in order for that to manifest back out. Right. Come on now. Keep talking. Keep talking. <laughs> so, so like that, so that's that's where the negativity comes. It doesn't come from the inside out, it comes from the outside in. And if we don't if we're not conditioned, then we'll take that at face value. So that's just like if we don't know what we purpose to do or what God created us to do, we'll then look at what has happened around us as being failures that then we say I'm a failure because of the things I see that hasn't worked out for me. We don't know our worth. We don't know our worth. So we, we measure our worth by what we ingest. And who said... Go go go! I'm gonna let you go. I'm gonna let you go. Go go go! I got, I got, I got one more. I got one more. Okay, so this was the other angle that I was I was looking at from that scripture. So you talked about the failure. You know, if we know we guys, you know, masterpiece. Then no failures in us. And I kind of talked about you know our value and worth as masterpieces. The other part is, well, what happens to masterpieces when they are defaced they lose their value yeah so if you think about like an art gallery art museum or whatever like that if a million dollar two three twenty thirty million dollar piece of art gets ripped up it kills its value so maybe some people don't value us as the masterpieces we are because we've devalued the art that God has right. created. We've defaced ourselves. Therefore, they don't see the value that's in us. Woo! <laughs> Bruh! 
Bruh! <laughs> I, like, I told you we were going to go and hold this scripture because I knew we were going to go angry whenever we got this. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to put the second. So, do we fail to launch because we are afraid of what we will have to leave behind? <sighs> okay. So, <laughs> yes, as I said, this, is, this has been my journey the last about year is all about how I've handled the things that guys say, okay, it's time for you to let that go. It's time for you to move on from that. It's time for you to end this relationship. It's time for you to then go to another location, all these different stops, stops, stop, stops and moves, stops and moves, stops and moves. And that's kind of been it. But the thing that you realize when you end or stop the thing that God is telling you to, the next piece of the journey gets revealed. And whatever you hold it on to and grasping on to is the thing that's blocking you from seeing the next step. Yeah. So you like, Lord, ooh, Lord, if you just send me a sign, you just you like, let that go. You're like, well, I mean, okay, I hear you, Lord, but I mean, I just want to see like the next step. I mean, can I, can I take take this with me, you know? Uh, you know, I mean, I can't go on this journey, you know, and I have nothing. I got to have, like, some food. I got to have some water. I can, you know, can I Can I take, you know, I mean, I might not need the radio, but can I take it? Can, yeah, I, yeah. can I take that with me? And he's like, no, nah, I don't need you to take extra distraction. I need you to take what you need right now. I need you to be real light right now. Yeah. And you're trying to keep dragging all this stuff with you. And it's stopping you from seeing the next step. Because we had said it before, God's not going to reveal you the whole path because you'll pass out. You're like, oh, this going to happen. And this going to happen to this person. And this, this, this. And then I'm going to have to give up this. And I ain't going to have money for a little minute. And I, 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 don't, I don't know if I want all that. And so then we don't because I think it's not because we don't want the success we don't want the challenges and struggles that's going to come on the path to getting there. Yeah. That's what we don't want. We don't want the struggle. We don't want the, you know, Hannah to have like a bologna sandwich and, and be good for the day. Or we don't want the, the choice of like, can I put gas in my car or can I get something to eat? Uh, uh, yeah. I want to do both, love. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Good. And, and, I, and, and when you've been in those situations, you start to value those little things. Um, and like I said, I, I, um, this was when I was working uh, at the high school when I was uh, counseling there. I had a whole year where I didn't have no air conditioning in Mississippi <laughs> during the summertime. Do, do y'all understand how hot that is? Do y'all understand? Do y'all understand how hot that is? Oh, and, and, and that was the time where I had my dread. So I got, I got, I had, yeah, I had dread. <laughs> Yo. yeah, so. I'm, I'm going, I'm going online and I'm googling. <laughs> I'm looking for them pictures. Yeah. So, so, I, so, so I got dread. And then you know, at that time. If somebody called me, I couldn't like talk and have the windows up because then 
I get hotter, so I'm trying to crack the window, but then the air blowing, yeah, and all that kind of stuff. So I'm like, hey, I can't talk that long, and I literally had to drive probably like an hour or so, well, about two hours total there and back every day with no air for a year. Man, because I couldn't pay to get it fixed. It was like the gas I spent to get back and forth to work. I had to allocate that, and I had to eat, and that's it. So until I did better, I had to do that. Yeah. And it was like, all right, I got to put gas in my car and make it to work. Okay, do I just get somebody snack machine to do something like that? Do I go to the Dollar Tree and give me a little song or whatever like to hold me over till I get paid the next time? It, it's those decisions. And those are the things that grow you as a person. Because yeah. when people have those same experiences, they're like, man, that taught me so much. When you can do so much with so little. And you don't have to have everything. It's like, man, if I had this, or if I had this software, if I had this equipment, if I yeah. had this, da, 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 and all that kind of stuff. Sometimes you got to make it on the minimum and sometimes that's how God wanted to be. Yeah. So I'm 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 gonna say this. <laughs> when um I similar experience. So when me and my wife first got married, we moved back to I moved back, I'd already moved out to the country, mm-hmm. back to London. We bought we had a house, we bought a house, and literally we had just enough money to pay the mortgage, pay the bills, put put the fuel in the car to get to work, and put and get home. There weren't enough money to eat. Mm-hmm. So each week, whatever little cash was left was what we used to buy food. If someone had something coming up, they'd be like, we'd, we'd be like, okay, what do we do? Because we can either spend this and get that person a little gift, but we ain't going to be able to eat. And you, like you said, you, you find yourself in those times. Mm-hmm. Um, but I say that to say this, when the success came in my professional career, which I will remind people was not my purpose. This is when me, this is what me and Terrence are talking about. When you find other things that you actually, you realize you, you can do now. Actually I was borrowing from my gifting and we're going to, that's a whole new episode. I was about to stop you. That's a whole new episode. I was going on a whole new episode, but I was borrowing from my gifting Uh and using that for success in my professional career. And when the blessing came in that space, because the thing is, if you're still operating in your gift, you can't help but be blessed, even if you are abusing your gift. That's why some people are abusing their gifts like crazy. Yep. And they're making money, but it's costing you. The, the cost is not worth what you're gaining. 
Mm-hmm. But like I said, that's a whole new episode. Yeah, that's a whole new episode. <laughs> I'm ready for that one already. Yeah, I won't be down. That was good. Yeah, that's good. I'm ready for so, that. So when that came, and then when it came time for me to, and I realized that actually, no, I need to leave this alone and go back into what I was created to do. Uh-huh. The same. I forgot all about, I forgot about the times of struggle. I forgot about when we couldn't eat. I forgot about when we just about had enough to put fuel in the car. I forgot about the car that we had because that went off. It weren't no flashy car. It was like what five five thousand. I paid five thousand pounds for that car. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, suddenly I'm suddenly I own an eighty thousand pound car. I'm so I'm like, oh, I, I don't come up. And then you don't want to let go of these things, right? So I was afraid to launch into where I was going because I didn't want to leave what I had accumulated. Uh I was behaving like the young, rich Uh um, ruler that met Jesus and said, what will it take? What do I have to do to follow you? And he said, sell everything you own and come and follow me. And, And he went away sad because he couldn't, he weighed up the cost of what he would have to sacrifice and he didn't, he didn't want to leave it. He loved yep. the trappings of his success. And some, and, and like that ruler, that success probably wasn't even his. He, he probably was born into nobility. He ain't, he ain't had to work for it. And that's what, and similarly, the trap, the success that I had was not really mine because I'd taken my gifted and used that to acquire, to, you know, to get what I had. Uh-huh. And, but I, would, I didn't want to give it up. So that is a real life exa- example of how easy it is to forego our purpose and fail to launch because yep. we are afraid of what we have to give up. Uh-huh. But what we have to gain totally outweighs what we have to give up. It may not look yeah. like it in the short term, but that's our problem. Um, and uh, oh man, I'm 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 because I know we're out of time on this question, but I'm a, I I have to I have to find this because just like it hit you this morning with the scripture that you, yeah, you, yeah, you saw, yeah. um, the date, the scripture that I read this morning was Second Corinthians four eighteen, and it said, mm-hmm. "So we don't look at the troubles we can see now." Rather, we fix our gaze on the things that cannot be seen. For the mm-hmm. things we see now will soon be gone, but the things we cannot see will last forever. Mm-hmm. And that's that's exactly what this is. It's that either I state you stay focused on the things you have today, i.e., the things that you don't want to let go of, which will soon be gone, and you miss the things that will last forever, or you let go of the things you see today mm-hmm. and fix your gaze on the things for the future, which will last forever. Now, just because you can't see the things of the future doesn't mean they're not there. That's the whole point of faith. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm going to stop talking because I know I'm, I'm about to... You talking good. You talking good. Look, I, I'm, I, look the, the, the ball for my gift still got me. That didn't hit my spirit. I, I just... I just <laughs> 
They did something for me. All right. If they don't get nothing to nobody else, they did something for me. All right. They did something for me. We're coming back to that. We're coming back to that episode for real. They did something for me. So this last question, um, do we sabotage, do we sabotage our own launch pad with our actions? All right. So this is the one that I read this morning. So I'm going to say this one. Uh, it's Proverbs 3 and 6, and it's from the Amplified 2. So in all your ways, know and acknowledge and recognize him, and he will make your path straight and smooth, removing obstacles that block your way. So, you know, we all know, like, in all our ways, acknowledge him and he will. Yeah. But when I read it this morning, it made so much more sense because it's like, oh, man. It give you the order. So they say in all your ways, no. So yeah. the no part is do you have a relationship with God to know who he is in all of the ways that you would need him? Yeah. Then it's acknowledge. So then do you acknowledge God for the things that he does for you? And recognize who he is to you. And he will make your path straight and smooth. So, just like if you go on a, on a journey, you hiking or whatever. If you go and you don't have the map, it's easy for you to get lost. Yeah. Because you, sure. you're following what you think. Or, or anticipate you should go, but you're not sure because you don't know what's around the next corner. So, and going back to like the scripture we talked about before, before like being the masterpiece. So, if God created me to be this work of art, then He's going to put me on a path to make that presentation of the thing that He created. So the path that he puts us on is to make his name great. So it's for us to be on platforms that can be great. Yeah. But what we do is say, I'm not great because I'm comparing myself to other people. And so then I sabotage myself because I don't value myself in context to other people. But also, mm. I don't recognize that my path is not my path. My path is God's path. Right. And if I don't understand that, I'm going to continuously keep circling around on this crossroads because like, oh, I got it. I'm going to make this happen. Oh, yeah. let me go. Let me go. Yeah. Let me do it. And he's like, how do you even know where you're going when I predestined it and I created you for this path? How do you know better than I know? Yeah. So it's like, we can be so arrogant in our own mind to think that we smarter or we know the way better than God knows the way. Right. Because yeah. he created the way because the way that our path always going to lead back to him and the path is going to connect us to people that are following him too. Yeah. yeah. So anytime that we're on a path that doesn't lead to God or doesn't lead bring other people of God to us, then we on the wrong path. 
That's good. That's good. So while you're saying that, it just made it just kept making me think. He said, "I am the way, the truth, and the life." Right. I'm like, yeah. Terrence ain't never lie. <laughs> <laughs> no lie, no lie. <laughs> so, um, for me, I went to Proverbs 127, verse 1. Unless the Lord builds a house, the work of the builders is wasted. Unless the Lord protects a city, guarding it with sentries will do no good. And the reason that I went to that um, for this particular thing was just that whole analogy of building a house and sabotaging it. Now, I could hire the most skilled craftsman out there, mm-hmm. but if I, and similar to what we talked about, um, the builder and the architect, if I hire the most skilled craftsman, but every time they try and look at the design that's been that the architect has put out there, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know he said to do this, but I want you to do it like this. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know he said to put put an arch there, but I want you to put a rectangular doorway there. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know he said you should go this deep with the foundations, but if you go this deep, we can save some money. Mm-hmm. And um, that's what we do when a lot of the times when it comes to our launch pad, we either, like you said, we compare ourselves to other people that we have seen before and we try to emulate Mm -hmm. um, what what they have done. But what we fail to realize is God does not deal with copies. God did not have to copy anyone to create Mm -hmm. anything. Mm -hmm. That is why he is the creator he creates and we were created in his image therefore we are guess what we are creators he has given us that capacity to create we don't need to copy anyone else's launch pad or anyone else's path or anyone else's journey and yep sometimes i've it it makes me laugh because i look at um I look at, I get these messages on social media from the platform saying, oh, you should follow these companies and you can emulate what they've done. And I'm like, ah, I get what you're saying, but that's not my, that's not, that's not my journey. That's not my journey. I'm not here to emulate someone else's success. I'm here to be authentic and to carve my path, however that may look. I may not have the meteor, meteoric growth that they have had or the rise to success and fame and whatever that they've had. Hey, that so be it. Let me be authentic and do this the way that I know how to do it so that mm-hmm. when it happens, I know that it happened the way it was supposed to happen. Not because I copied someone else's formula and then when push comes to shove, I don't know how to maintain that formula because it's not mine. It's mm-hmm. not my work. It's not my original creation. Therefore, I do not have what it takes to sustain it. And that's what we do. We sabotage our path because we're too busy trying to either sh- take a shortcut to get to the end goal mm-hmm. 
copy someone to get to their end goal mm-hmm. or ignoring the map completely and just trying to just go in blindly and ending up just completely messing up the whole path. Mm-hmm. You know, when you were talking about the map, when you were, it made me laugh because I was thinking about me and my wife in the car and, she, yeah. <laughs> and she'd be sitting with me and she'd be like, do you know where we're going? I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, I know. I know where we're going. I know where we're going. Yeah. I'm yeah. driving, I'm driving, I'm driving. And then all of a sudden she'll see me reach over and start pressing buttons. <laughs> and then she'll hear, at the next turning, <laughs> she was like, so you didn't know where we were going? What's that? I, 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 I kind of knew. But <laughs> I, 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 in the mean, I knew basically, kind of. Yeah, yeah. So she's, it just made me think of that. I'm just like, yeah, that's that. Terrence is talking about me right now. I'm like, I'm trying not to look at the map because I'm like, and there'd be times where we would get lost. Yeah. Like, are you not going to put the sat nav on? And I'm like, no, because if I get lost, and, and this is me trying to be smart, if I get lost, then the next time, I'll remember and I won't get lost again. And and (laughs) And now you're going to be lost in the time too. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) like, what else going to turn by that tree or was it big in there? I always do it. I just just ride with with navigation on until I'm fully confident that I know where I'm going. Because if not, I'm like, I don't want to change it. I, I like get nervous. I'm like, no, let me just keep my, let me keep my directions on until I get comfortable. Yeah, that's, that's me. That's me. But yeah, that's, that was me in terms of that sabotage. We are, you said it before, sabotage and generally the, mo- the, the, the most common way we sabotage ourselves is by trying to emulate someone else. And just ignoring the fact that the path and the way has already been set out for us. All we need to do is just follow it. Pick up the playbook and and run the plays. Yep. Yeah. Now, I'm going to say this one because I know we're probably toward the end of this. So, and it's something I had to, and I'm still learning uh, for myself. Instead of trying to emulate other people, uh, be inspired by them. Right. Because if you're inspired by them, that gives you what you need to then go and create the thing that you want to do. If you're trying to emulate, you're trying to do it like they do it. Yep. And that'll pull you out of alignment. So it's like you can see something like, man, I'm really inspired by that. Like that made me want to get motivated and get 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 to going to what I need to get going. So that's the that's the key. Is not to be, not to emulate somebody, it's to be inspired by. Yes. Right. So, uh, with that gem dropped, <laughs> we are going to take another break, uh, listen to these commercials, and uh, yeah. we, we will see. We will see you on the other side. <laughs> Let's go. When I think about the blood that was shed for the sake. 
sake of the gospel, I'm prepared to be dead. Yahweh is a name that reigns in my head, especially how we raised this son from the dead. And even if they fill my body with the lead, I won't really care because I got the life bread. I won't really fear because I fear him instead, I draw near him instead, I even burn a hair on my head. For another about that may be misread. Speaking of misread, I need my Miss Green. Mrs. Green, in the name of Elohim, I gotta walk right and talk right. The youth, them follow me. At least, my example. I protect my pearls so they don't get trampled by the swine. Yahweh is divine. Yeshua is divine. That I might be fine, right? What? Step up, step up. Off the mic, let me hear it up. I got a message for the people, let me set it up I got the fire, so believe I'ma heat it up Christ so good, making me start to weaken up Listen up, I ain't here for the long talk Living is a long walk, path too narrow Got my eyes on the sparrow, living straight as an arrow It's in my marrow, got it deep in my DNA I'm blood washed, so the old me done gone away The good news, like new shoes or good fruit Get it in your system, make you feel like a new you This ain't a new crew, established like you two See us on your YouTube, popping off the same moves Never a hood dude, but as real as they come Don't tease me, spread the message of the three that's in one yeah. That's Yahweh Yeshua, the spirit, I'm done yeah. It's such fun to worship the Holy One Yahweh of Israel, you know that there's only one One Father, one Son, one Holy Spirit I fight with the word, that's the sword of the spirit Shema Israel, Yahweh is with it His covenant promise, he will keep it No sense, no blood has been shed From the innocent to the guilty It's a mess, like my head was when she finished me In the ministry Training. I was ordained in, my strength was waning My path was shaded, but to my father's glory He kept his name in, and now I'm burning with his flaming I choose not to entertain any blaming I'm on fire for his grace, that's eternally saving I hold to the palm that my name's engraved in No hair, but got strength like a Nazarite I thank God, cause the spirit got me acting right I'm in the better mind, the kid is no longer blind Relax my mind, still fine, ain't no better time Blessed is he who's ordained to receive when the gospel Set free, and his soul's full of glee. Okay. He's received by three, makes a family of four, but the three's really one, so that's two into four. How's perfect balance? Cause the number stays even. Been a short time living, but a long time breathing. Most won't get me cause they're looking for theology. Another bunch still expecting hypocrisy. Escapology, your philosophy, no analogy, just what a brother sees. Lead up to water, but you can't make him drink. Open up their eyes, but you can't make them blink. As a lamb, this is a lion. Now, me, there you have it, have it, have it. For the heads, Yahweh's kingdom. Holy hip hop, baby. Drop a bomb to that. we just ripping this stuff. It's for free, just like the gospel. Free like the gospel. We're trying to pimp the gospel. We're the princes of the gospel Living epistles Welcome back to our third and final segment. Um, 
we're going to talk about the applications. I'm gonna hand over to my co-host and uh, let him... all right, so I can yeah, I can read these questions off. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, so in the application portion, it's really for you to start to reflect on what we've talked about, but then how can you apply them to your everyday life? So the first question is, what past failures do I have to heal in order to launch? Now. This was a so this was a super interesting one for me because again I did not consider this angle. Mm-hmm. It left field. I didn't consider the fact that sometimes we are holding on to past pain. Yep. And that past pain, past trauma, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm has us in a state of fear where we do not want to move. Yep. Because that's what it's a, if you imagine it's like PTSD, isn't it? You, you have, um, you, you start to recall what happened in your last experience so much so that you start to relive the pain. And it's that whole thing. And rather, and then you get into that fight or flight mode. Mm-hmm. And your, your brain is saying, step, step, run, run. You're in danger. Run, run, run. But your body won't move. And that is why sometimes we just don't move. We just don't launch because we get into that fight or flight mode. And our, our mind is saying, you can, you know, our spirit is saying, go ahead, you can do this. Mm-hmm. I have created you to do this. And then your your mind is saying, Mm-mm. remember what we, remember when we tried to do something last time? Remember what happened? We lost all that money. We did this, we did that, we did this. We ended up back at mama's house and mm-hmm. we was and then and and you're you're like, Mm-mm. nope, nope, I'm not moving, I'm not moving, I'm not moving, I'm not moving. So the pain of your past experience can hold you prisoner, but what you have to do is learn to process that pain. Why did the fact that you are still standing means that that past pain did not kill you. It did not destroy you. The fact that you have a new idea means that it did not, it did not stifle or kill your creativity. The only thing that it did was amplify that negative voice within you. Yep. So until you learn to process the good and the bad from that experience, Mm -hmm. you don't have what it takes to quiet that voice. And you need to quiet that voice to allow the voice of God to encourage you and to take you by the hand and help you take the steps that you need to take to launch. Mm-hmm. Now, that, that's good. So I'm going to summarize what you said and I'm going to connect it to something uh, that Keon preached about Sunday. So one of the things that I wrote while you were talking is not moving will not keep you safe. Right. And that's what people feel is if I don't move, I won't get hurt again. If I don't do this again, I won't get hurt again. 
if if I don't start something else and I won't feel like I failed again. It's like, let me just stay anchored down. Yeah. And then that'll make it good. But what you said about quiet divorce, that's one of the main tactics that, you know, that the devil uses against us is divorce. And if he can cloud our mind with so many voices and so much stuff in our head, then we can't get to God and hear what he's trying to tell us. Yeah. And he knows the different things that we will allow into our minds when we are not at our 100% or when we're in times of struggle or crisis or pain. He knows those voices and then he starts to amplify those. Yeah. Because then whatever happened, the voice inside of our head then matches whatever the situation is outside. Yeah. So it's like, this ain't gonna work. This ain't working. This the the this the you know what I'm saying? It starts yeah. to match. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it starts to match. And so the thing is what you know you'll be able to discern God's voice because God's voice will come and you look it's like but God you telling me this, but this doesn't match what you telling me. Like you saying, we're gonna be blessed and blessing the city and blessing, you know what I'm saying? But I ain't blessed right now, yeah, bro. I, yeah. <laughs> I ain't blessed right now. But like if you if you tune into this, I can turn what you hear into what you see, but it's not gonna be vice versa. I need you to believe in this first before that would yeah. be. Yeah. And that's the struggle because it's like as we wait and we in that waiting period, it's hard to maintain that faith of what we know God is telling us. And then if that situation doesn't change as fast as we want to, then that's when the devil starts to cloud that voice. You might, you see, yeah. you said it was going to be good. You've been sitting here three months, ain't nothing changed. Man, ain't nothing gonna change. You like, sure ain't nothing changing. Man, sure ain't changing. Man, ain't nothing gonna change. Man, I don't even need to get up out of bed no more. I don't know why I'm doing this, man. And it changed the whole thing. But, okay, so before I go to, I gotta say this, because this is something that that Keon was talking about. And he was talking about broken people. Right. Uh, And so he was saying, he made this point. I had to write it down. So, ooh. <laughs> he said, broken people can only fix themselves from the pieces of others. Mm. And I said, ooh, Keon, what you talking about now? <laughs> so, but it gave me such clarity in certain things that happened in my life. It's like, because he was saying, we always say that people are like, oh, they, you know, the devil's working through them or they demonic or whatever like that. He was like, they just broken. And they brokenness interacted with you. And that's why they said what they said. And that's why they treated you that way. And all that kind of stuff. And what, it's not like they bad people. They broken people. I just, I just, I just got some revelation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me. Go, so, go, go, go. So, what happens with something? If I was to, if I was to break this, 
Yep. What am I going to have? I'm going to have sharp, just, yeah. sharp edges. Mm-hmm. So when you interact with broken people, you interact with people with sharp edges. What yep. happens when you come into contact with sharp edges? Sometimes you're going to get hurt. Sometimes you're going to get cut. And we get mad because we are getting cut by something that is broken. Mm-hmm. But that's what happens. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to add to what you just said. And I think this goes into why we need to heal. Yeah. So God can't allow us to go to launch into what he called us to if we're broken, because then we will inflict pain on the people that he called us to serve. Right. And he can't allow us to go in like that because if they say the wrong thing, all that pain that we had from the previous phase of our life, we're going to bring it to the present and we're going to unleash it on on Mm. everybody. And it's not, they didn't do anything to deserve it, but because we didn't heal from it, that's what we drag along with us too. Yeah. And sometimes it's like, he can't let us launch. He's like, you got to heal this first. Because what I'm taking you is going to be some people that are going to say some stuff every now and then. It's going to be some situation that you're not going to like. I can't let you overreact. I can't let you retaliate against people because you're not going to be able to stay on the path. So when I get you on the path, I got to condition you to handle the people <laughs> because the people are going to activate this stuff in you if you haven't healed yeah. from it yet. For real. We're going to the next one. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we we done with I, that one. Okay. All right. So, have I put in the work to prepare my lunch pad? Right. So, when it comes to and I, I, I'm sure we you talked about this at the beginning. You you kind of you yeah, kind of cheated and got kind of jumped to the end. <laughs> but um, we all know that before. If we let's take let's take Tesla, um, Tesla, Elon Musk, and SpaceX, mm-hmm. and you imagine the work that Elon Musk had to put in. To prepare for a launch, even not just SpaceX, look at NASA and the work that goes into a launch. And Mm -hmm. that's why they they have to be so precise with every single calculation, because if they mess it up, they can't launch again for another few weeks, few months. It's a few months, Mm -hmm. I think, that the amount of preparation and everything that goes in, you can Mm -hmm. only prepare a launch in such a limited time um, you have, you know, you, you have a, a window. Yep. So we have to put in the same work we when it comes to launching ourselves. Have we put in the work to prepare ourselves for our window? Because we have a window. And if we miss that window, mm-hmm. like we said before, yes, the cycle comes back round. But your window might be once a year. Your window might be once every five years. Your window might be once every 10 years. 
if you miss your window, you're waiting for that window to come back round. And if you don't get the preparation right, you're not going to be ready when your window arrives. It's like I want to see um, I want to see an eclipse, and I know that the eclipse is going to be tomorrow night, eight p.m. Oh no, eight, yeah, eight p.m. It'll be dark. So I'm like eight p.m. There's going to be an eclipse at six forty-five. I'm trying to order a telescope from Amazon. Guess what? I ain't seeing no eclipse. <laughs> it's done I'm I'm not seeing because I didn't prepare myself for my window or even if I've got the telescope in the house if I haven't set it up and positioned it and and done all the alignment and got it ready to see the to see the moon and all of that stuff I will miss the window of opportunity you know, I think we we have this notion that our window remains open forever. But the way, if we look at nature, the way God has used windows is that they open and they close. Every season has a beginning and an end. Even the mountains have their low points. You know, that's why he says you have the valleys and you have the peaks. There is a beginning and an end. Even though it's continuous, there is a window. There is a time of war and a time of peace. Everything that God creates, he creates with balance. And if you miss your window of opportunity, then you return to the preparation period and to the preparation window. So you have to do the work in the allotted time so that you can be ready to hit your window when it comes. So I was going to go another route, but then when you start talking about the window and lunch, and it, it took me to, to something else. So Al, I can't remember if I talked about it in some early episodes or whatever, but that, doc, that Netflix documentary about the Challenger uh, explosion or whatever. Mm. The, yeah. So I watched that. Uh, that was that was like a couple months ago, but I told the story about what all led to the explosion, right? And how many people knew and what what different variables had to happen for that to happen. So, like you were talking about with the launch, and you have a window. What kept happening was the window kept getting pushed back because of the conditions the conditions were not right and what they did was the time that they actually launched it was colder than what it normally would be right they had meetings behind the scenes about would the rockets and everything still work under that temperature now they had the engineer telling them, like, look, don't launch because it's some variables that we don't know about. Not saying that something could happen, but the probability is higher because the temperature is lower. But NASA wanted to push, push, push and launch because they were in the space race. They wanted to keep yeah. up with everybody else. And literally, they 
documented it so it wouldn't look like who all was at fault if something happened. But everybody in the meetings knew it was a probability of something bad happening, and they all signed off on it. Right. Come time to lunch, you got the astronauts go on, go in. They have nothing. They have no knowledge of all these meetings that went on about this lunch. They get in there, they lunch, they get midway up, explosion. Then. Everybody started having investigation. Who knew what this, that, all that kind of stuff. People trying to shuffle stuff, delete stuff. They trying to burn files and do all this kind of stuff. If you just would have followed the window, and all they had to do is just delay it another time. Yeah. So sometimes we will force a launch that guy will stop because he said, if you launch now, it's going to be a catastrophe. Yeah, and You and everybody else, even though you might think it's a small thing, if I let you go right now, it's going to be way too much for you to handle. But what I wrote, too, to go back to the work part is, you know, is the work required in relation to God's will for what he called you to do? Yeah. And what we'll do, we'll say, oh, Lord, oh, he got this, he going to favor. I got favor, favor, and favor, favor yeah. me, and favor with it, you know, favor. God favor me. And we sang it and all that kind of stuff. But have you worked? The, yeah. the work still, now he, now favor will come not because of what you do, but because of who God is. Right, right. But you can't, but you can't force favor. Like, you can't, like, God, give me that favor now. You know, I did a little bit and then bring me the favor. He chooses to do the favor part wherever, however he want to do that. Yeah. But the work right. part is, is required of you. Regardless. It's, regardless. You still got to do the work. And so that's what people fail to realize is if you evaluate your day, how much of your day is focused on what God has called you to do? Mm. in relation to what you do for entertainment. Yeah. Because like anytime that I get out of balance, it's like I'm watching TV too much, I'm watching Netflix too much, I'm, I'm on the internet too much, I'm on my phone scrolling too much. We only got 24 hours out of the day. It's not that we need for more real. time, we need to use our time better. For real. For real. That is such a good point. I was... So I was saying that to um, I was saying that to my wife. I was saying that to the, to my wife that my biggest frustration with myself is my time management. Uh-huh. That I know that I've got limited windows to do stuff. Uh-huh. So if I miss my window for my workout. That's it. I can't recover that. That means there is no workout today because I've missed the window because the other windows are allocated for other stuff. And it's one of the lessons that I've always tried to teach my girls that there is an allotted time for everything. And sometimes when we are irresponsible with what we have been given, 
we lose the opportunity to gain the benefit. Because, like you said, we either haven't put in the work, we try to do the work when it's too late and the window is gone, Mm -hmm. and we get there and they tell you, nah, sorry. It's like, you can't turn up in, well, and nowadays maybe you can, but in the past, I remember when we were younger and they had ushers at the doors of the cinema and you mm-hmm. turned up half an hour late for your movie, you ain't going in. Mm-mm. That's how it <laughs> used to be. It don't matter, you paid. Sorry, dude, you are not going in. That's it, you missed, you have missed the window for that movie. And sometimes that is how it is with us that, when we don't use our time appropriately, we miss the opportunity for our benefit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so I say this, and I know we probably need to go to the next question. So yeah. I'm going to say this and then we're going to go. So the other piece to that is the thing that we should invest time in, we don't. And any investment that we spend during the day on ourselves is always going to be worth the time. Yeah. And that's the thing that we don't schedule in the most. I don't care if you spend two, three hours just you focus on reflecting on your time with God or just self-care or whatever. That's always going to pay off for you. For real. In the long run. For real. All right. So last question. Yeah. What am I holding on to that's keeping me from launching? Right. So I think when evaluating this question, and um, I'm going to go to the scripture that I I, I selected for this. Okay. Um, I put Psalm 94, 17. And unless the Lord had helped me, I would have soon settled in the silence of the grave. And the reason I went to this scripture is that we we have a, a tendency to hoard Mm-hmm. I just think it's a natural human response. If something good happens that causes a chemical reaction in our body that releases those endorphins, we want to feel that all the time. So we keep going back for the same action and we hoard whatever that thing is so that we can have that constant endorphin high. If something negative happens to us, then um, I can't rem- I can't remember what the the hormone is that makes you feel safe. But when we when that is released, we hoard whatever it is that triggers that response that releases that hormone. So again, we hoard. So whatever whatever the stimulus is there is something that's triggered and our natural response is to response is to hoard whatever makes us feel comfortable. So we get to this position where we're either holding on to the good things, the former glory, or we're holding on to the bad things which limit us from achieving or moving forward or launching into our purpose. So we need God 
we need to allow God to step in because the, I'm going to take it back to the back to the old episodes, the talent, talent in the graveyard. Mm-hmm. If we do not launch, that is what we will be. Yep. We will be in the graveyard of talent because whatever God has put in us will die in us. Never being released, never being launched. So we need to allow God to help us to deal with the things that we are holding onto. So the former glory, because mm-hmm. the glory that is to come shall be better than the glory of yesterday. Mm-hmm. Or we need to let we need his help to let go of the pain of the past because the past is the past. And again, the glory of tomorrow is better than whatever happened yesterday. It's the same way. We don't want to end up in the same boat as the Israelites who longed for who longed for what they knew in the past, who because they couldn't see their future, because they weren't ready to to um they weren't ready to walk into um the, their promise. And it was two things, actually. It, again, it, I'm going to keep it going because so they had the glory that they'd seen in the wilderness and they didn't want to let go of that because they saw God destroy their enemies in the wilderness. They saw some amazing things happen. But when they got to the promise, the border of the promised land, and they saw the, the, the people in there, they was like, <laughs> no, we're good. We're good. We're, we're, God, you already done, done some big victories. We'll take that. We'll take the wins. We're good. And then on the other side, the reason they didn't want to walk into the promised land was because they were afraid of returning to slavery. They were afraid of being subjugated by yet another people. So the trauma of that experience in Egypt kept them bound and stopped them from entering their promise. Mm-hmm. And that's what we do. We either let our trauma hold us back or we let our comfort prevent us from moving further forward. Nah, that's, that's, so if one thing you said, I, I, I should have stopped you made you say it again, but what did you say with whatever that dies with us would die with us? Which you, which, how you say that? Oh, so I said um, whatever is in us, whatever is is put in us, if uh-huh. we don't launch it, it will die with us so, and it will be, it will end up in the graveyard of talent. Yeah, but you you said it. In the I, way, I right? can't remember the exact words uh, I said. Stop it! I said stop it. Because <laughs> like if you if whatever would die with us would die with us. It, yeah, it, it was good. <laughs> it, 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 we're gonna clip it out. It, we're gonna we need it. So uh, what I what I my, the angle that I'm looking at is that we we hold on to outdated limitations. Hmm. And what I mean by that is we have every certain, every few years, it's a new version of us. Right. 
And in order to move forward, we have to then end the chapter with that version in order to be in this new phase or new evolution of ourselves. When it's time to move forward, we will bring the old us into it and kind of try and blend the two. And the new us is going to reject the old one. But the old one would then pull the new pieces of us out. Because the old version of us, like you said, it is connected to our traumas and our comfort. Yeah. So the old version of us, I was going to pull us back into modes that we're comfortable with and used to. And our new version of ourselves, like, no, that doesn't fulfill me now. That doesn't that doesn't give me what it used to. I don't need to escape. I can handle the emotions or whatever it was that I was in at that point. So I no longer have to run to distractions to divert all the emotions that I don't want to feel. Yeah. But the old version of us be like, nah, you ain't over yet. You remember when they said that? You remember how that hurt? You remember when they said that? You remember you was over there and then you did that and ain't nobody, you know, recognize you? You remember how that felt? And it'll start bringing these things up. Because you'll know when you're getting closer to the place that God wants you to know, those old memories of stuff will start to creep back in. Like, what? I ain't thought about this. And you're like, where's mm-hmm. this coming from? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even, like, why am I mad? You know yeah, yeah, yeah. Why did I have a clock? <laughs> well, I thought I was over there. Like, I had, you know, I did a forgiving and I prayed about it and I, I you know, and let it go. I'm like, now it's, it's coming back. And yeah. it's, it's like, that old version is like, oh man, he moving on. He can't leave us. We got to go with him. So like, come on, let's try and get him to think about something that he did or something happened to put him back. We got to get that control. And is that that's the internal battle that we go through is can we, are we willing to relinquish the old limitation that we had on ourselves and reach forward to what God has for us and that he's already preordained for us that we already are. And so all the limitations that we have and we listen to and our heads are in direct conflict with God called us to be. So when we know more of who God called us to be, the limitation that we hear will start to fade away. Cause like, no, that ain't, mm -mm, no, that ain't what God created me to do this. Or this is what he put in me. This don't match with that. So now I can't listen to that. But if you don't know what God created you for and your purpose, you'll take whatever that is that's coming, that negativity, and take it. And like you said before, it's like you bring it from the outside in. In, yeah. 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 Mm. Oh, that was that was good. That was good. <laughs> look, it's, it's happening. Look, it's happening. Look, you been, you look, you got some clips. Uh, you got some for real clips <laughs> today. I'm just telling you now. I'm, just, look, I'm, I'm still going back to bar, bar, my bar for my gifting. That 
That's the price of admission today, man. That's the price of admission today. I'm just telling you. Man, I have been I have thoroughly enjoyed today's discussion because mm-hmm. man, I've learned some stuff. I yeah. learned some stuff. And yeah. <sighs> I, even though I read the questions beforehand. They, <laughs> they they still catch me off guard sometimes. Really? And, and and that was it today. Today, these questions caught me off guard and really made me think. But mm-hmm. the scriptures that you selected, mm-hmm. the revelation that came with some of them, I was like, man, oh no, we we in the text today. Mm-hmm. We we definitely in the text. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look, <laughs> we in there. We, look, we in the word today. Like, we was in there. We in there. <laughs> Uh, man, so we want to thank you. We want to thank you for joining us on another episode. Um, you know, we're not gonna, we're not going to keep you and 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 hold you guys here because we we already had your attention for 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 ninety minutes or more. So uh, mm-hmm. we're going to thank you. We're going to just give you the socials and wrap up. Um, so as usual, you can catch me at dy daily on Instagram, dy daily on Twitter. Uh, Daily Perspective Network on Facebook, uh, David at dailyperspective.co.uk, dailyperspective.co.uk, as uh, that's the website. Um, and uh, what's it? Oh, and if you really want to just link off to everything, I should, maybe I should. This is the only thing I should give you. It's um, mm-hmm. HTTPS flow dot page forward slash Daily Perspective Network. Or is it forward slash daily perspective? One of the two. Give them, give them a try. <laughs> uh, it's I believe it's daily perspective. But when you use that flow page link, it will be. It basically gives you links to all the podcasts, um, all the social media, everything that exists for Daily Perspective Network, all from one place. That's the one link that you have to remember. I will throw it in the description box. I will throw it in the, the notes for the for the podcast. Get the link from there, and then you can connect. Go listen to the old episodes, um, and just you know connect with everything we're doing. Yeah, yeah. Now do do that. Follow, like, subscribe, <laughs> all that. Oh stuff. yeah, yeah, do all that. <laughs> like, yeah, subscribe. Smash <laughs> 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 the like button. <laughs> So, so like for me, like I said, um, um, like I said, me and David, uh, I've been showing them some stuff that I'm working on for my my brand and stuff that I got coming soon. So, it's still it's getting there, but I'm not totally done with it yet. So, until the time where I can share all that on here, uh, it's still the same for me. Uh, I progress CC Instagram, Facebook, and for it, I progress CC.com email address. Um, our progress studios. If you want to check out our previous uh lives from last year, our progress studios on YouTube. Um, and like I said, look for some things. If you're looking for us, our progress, we have kind of taken a hiatus for the first month of the year to kind yeah. of regroup. So, most people I've, I've, I've talked to, I talked to Renee yesterday, and she's like, 
I was about to email y'all because I ain't seen my, my crew and y'all ain't been on. I thought something happened and I just need to know. I mean, that's why I called you just so you were here. We just kind of, we're grooving to kind of get some stuff structured. So um, you will start seeing some stuff, but it'll be yeah. a different flow from last year. It won't be us doing so many live every month, but we will have a lot more uh, content and services that you will be able to be a part of that will have a cost to it, but it won't be something that be outrageous because we know how people are in the pandemic and still going through things. Yeah, for uh, real. So uh, it's not going to break your bank, but we want to provide you a different level of value uh, than what we were just doing on the live and kind of move you deeper as you want to go, as far as you want to go. Um, so that's it for me. <clears throat> cool, cool, cool. So as we normally do, we are gonna close it out, and I'm gonna be like, yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot, I forgot the, I forgot the thing. <laughs> Christianity is a personal walk and relationship between you and God. You are not, will not, and never will be perfect, but that's okay. God loves you and wants you to come just as you are. His grace covers all. Live free from condemnation and do not crucify yourself. Be renewed by the grace of God through Christ Jesus and become who you were created to be. And with that said, I am Mr. Daly signing off. Now I'm Dr. Johnson. And we'll catch you on another episode of Imperfectly Human. Peace.